You know, as creators, we often find ourselves staring at a blank screen, waiting for that magical moment of inspiration to strike. We hope that the perfect idea will come to us out of thin air, but more often than not, we're left feeling frustrated and stuck. But here's the thing, waiting for good content ideas is like waiting for a unicorn to show up at your doorstep. It's a nice thought, but it's not a reliable strategy for success. So in today's episode, we're going to explore a different approach, one that will help you overcome this very common struggle and unlock a world of endless content possibilities. All right, let's jump right in and explore how you can stop waiting around for good content ideas and instead start actually creating amazing content. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure entrepreneur that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club Podcast, we dive deep into the social media strategies and content creation tactics that are sustainable and effective, not just surface-level hacks and tricks. Whether you're creating content for Instagram, making YouTube videos, posting TikToks or producing podcasts, I've got some tips and ideas to share that you might find helpful on your creator journey. So stay tuned to my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or 1 million followers, there is a seat at the table for you. So let's get into it. Are you a social media manager who is feeling stressed by the constant pressure of keeping up with the ever-changing social media landscape? Honestly, marketers today need access to the latest insights and best practices if you're going to stay on top of things and be successful as possible. And that's where Dash Hudson's social media trends report comes in. Trusted by thousands of brands like United Airlines, Rare Beauty, and P&G, Dash Hudson is a social media management platform that delivers sophisticated insights and workflow tools, keeping you in the know and saving you time so that you and your team can get back to doing what you do best, marketing. Today, Dash Hudson has an exciting offer for the listeners of the Creator Club podcast. Dash Hudson is giving you exclusive access to their highly anticipated social media trends report. As featured in publications like Forbes and Business of Fashion, this free report unveils the social media industry's leading trends and insights, such as the remarkable impact of creators on brand engagement and the incredible 100% sales boost that engaging content on TikTok can achieve. So to learn all about that and more, you can get the report and 14 days of Dash Hudson for free if you head over to dashhudson.com slash podcast. Once again, that's access to the social media trends report totally for free, plus a 14-day free trial. Head on over to dashhudson.com slash podcast. Welcome back, y'all, to the Creator Club podcast. It is so good to be sitting here recording for y'all today. It feels like it's been a long time. I know you've been hearing my voice direct to your earbuds every week for the last couple weeks, but it's been a while since I've actually sat down and recorded something. So I'm here. It's a nice, crisp fall morning. And I just thought before we dive in to the content today that we could just do a little check-in, ask ourselves how are we feeling? How are we feeling about content creation these days? How are you doing? Little check-in from my end. I feel like I can feel myself 
slowly um, having a little bit of that burnout creeping in. And so where I'm at right now is I'm trying to identify how can I continue creating in a way that makes me feel really fulfilled and excited about what I'm doing and how can I kind of take my foot off the gas in other areas that aren't so exciting or maybe feeling a little bit draining to me lately. Maybe you can relate to that. I think it's good every so often to pause and take a step back from the hustle, whether that's creating or learning new strategies or trying to improve and really asking yourself, how are you feeling about your content creation or your social media journey right now? And how can you make the necessary adjustments to just make it feel more aligned and more kind of life-giving to you so it doesn't feel so draining and and so you don't end up working towards burnout. I think what that's going to look like for me in the next little while is trying to lean into ease a little bit more. I'm thinking that I may post a little less often on Instagram because I've been really pushing it over on Instagram the last little while with five reels a week and I think I might tone that down. We'll see but I just thought Let's check in with ourselves. How are you feeling? You can let me know how you're feeling about your content creation journey at the moment by reaching out on Instagram at Katie Steckley. I always love hearing from y'all in the DMs when you're, because you're the real MVPs, okay? The Creator Club listeners, you're my like true ride or die bestie. So I love hearing from you. Let me know how you're feeling about content creation lately. And if you have any particular struggles or questions, um, maybe I could make an episode to try to support you through that. So let me know how you're doing. I'm doing okay. I feel like if I were to rate my vibe right now on content creation, it'd probably be like a seven out of 10. I'm not feeling too stressed, but I am feeling like I'm not as energized and excited as I sometimes can be. And I'm feeling a little bit like I'm in a, in a minor flop era on Instagram, maybe. So that's my little check-in. I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out and let me know um, because it's always just helpful to know where y'all are at so that I can hopefully produce some episodes that can help you through those moments. So, okay, now that we've had a little mindfulness check-in, how are we doing, how I'm doing, let's get into today's episode, which is really diving into what you can do, how you can actually take action to come up with good content ideas. Because I think a lot of content creators struggle with this sense of, I'm just going to wait for inspiration. I'm not feeling inspired. It's kind of related to what I was just talking about. Like, how are you really feeling about where you're at? Maybe you're feeling like it's hard to come up with content ideas or you are sort of nostalgic for a time when you just felt like the ideas were flowing and you had all these great viral hits and you're just coming up with them off the top of your head. Sometimes we're in those seasons where it feels easy and the ideas just come to you. A lot of us become content creators because we had a lot of inspiration in the beginning, um, but you can't expect that to be there forever. And so that's why we need to take more concrete and tangible action to actually develop ideas. So let's get into it. First, I want to address what is the problem with waiting around for good content ideas? We've already sort of started to hint at it, right? It's easy to fall into the trap of waiting for that perfect moment of inspiration to strike. We think that if we just wait long enough, the most amazing content idea will magically appear for us. But here's the thing, waiting around for inspiration can actually hold you back. When we rely solely on that magical feeling, that inspiration, 
then we're at the mercy of unpredictable bursts of creativity. And let's face it, those bursts don't always come when we actually need them. This approach can lead to inconsistency in our content creation, which can be detrimental to our growth and engagement and also to our businesses, right? If you're eventually planning on running a business that's primarily based on brand deals, which is what the majority of of full-time content creators do, you're gonna run into trouble if you agree to do a brand deal on a certain date and then you just can't find the inspiration. Brands are gonna be expecting you to deliver on a on a reliable basis on the on the date that you agree, right? So this is where relying on how we feel or what you know our inspiration is can be kind of dangerous as this becomes, you know, your your source of income. Consistency really is key in the world of content creation. It's what keeps our audiences engaged and coming back for more. It's what keeps brands, you know, actually trusting us and wanting to continue working with us. And so by generating content regularly, we establish a sense of reliability and build trust with both our audience and our potential, you know, business partners. And they know that they can count on us to deliver valuable content when we say that we're going to. So instead of waiting for good content ideas, let's try to shift our mindset and focus on generating ideas consistently. This means actively seeking inspiration, exploring different topics, and experimenting with new formats. It's about embracing the process of content creation and understanding that not every idea will be a home run, but that's okay. Sometimes you just have to hit singles or doubles. You can't get a home run every single time, but that's what the game is about, right? It's just showing up and being consistent. By adopting this approach, we can take control of our content creation journey and we become proactive instead of reactive. And we're able to consistently provide value to our audience, whether or not we're feeling inspired. So hopefully I've given you the pitch. Hopefully I've convinced you that you can't just kind of wait around for new ideas to strike. We have to come into this with a plan so that you can actually stay consistent and you'll see better engagement and growth when you do this. Okay. So the first step is really understanding your audience. Knowing your target audience is absolutely essential if you want to create content that resonates with them. It's like having a secret weapon in your content creation arsenal. When you truly understand your audience, you can tailor your content to meet their needs and provide the value that they're exactly looking for. Trust me, it is such a superpower if you can create content that when your ideal follower comes across it when they're scrolling and they think, oh my gosh, this was made for me. You've just gained a follower right there. And if you're able to kind of identify a large enough target demographic and you have a very keen sense of their hopes, their fears, their needs, their desires, and the type of language that they use to describe those things, you've got the key to the city, my friend, because that is basically the formula for being able to go viral and grow quickly is knowing your target audience like the back of your hand and being able to like speak directly to their souls because people are going to feel so seen and they're going to relate to what you're sharing and that's what's going to make them want to follow you so how do you go about understanding your audience well there are a few strategies that you can use to gather valuable insights one of the most effective ways is through audience research This can involve conducting surveys to gather feedback directly from your audience. So you could ask them about their interests, their pain points, what they'd like to see more from you. Another great way to understand your audience is through social media interactions. Engage with your followers, respond to their comments and messages, and really listen to what they have to say. This direct interaction can provide valuable insights into their preferences and needs. 
And don't forget to dive into your analytics as well. Take a deep dive into the data and understand which content performs well and resonates with your audience. Look at metrics like engagement, reach, and conversion rates to gain insights into what content is hitting the mark. They're not paying me to say this part, though they did pay me to say the sponsored ad at the beginning, but I really do love Dash Hudson for this. So if you if you skip through the ad at the beginning, my friends, I got to tell you to check out Dash Hudson for your social media analytics because it's what I use to look at my Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. You can do all of it in one place and you can grab a free trial with my link in the show notes. But no matter how you access your analytics, this is truly the most direct way to see what works and what doesn't. And it can be difficult when you're first starting out because the power in analytics is really in the volume of it. A lot of these numbers don't become meaningful until you have a large enough sample size. So if you're comparing, say, six posts and you're like, oh, this post has two likes, this post has 10 likes, this post has six likes or whatever, it's not necessarily going to be that helpful because there's so, so many factors involved, like that post that had 10 likes rather than two. Well, maybe, you know, it just so happened to be the, you know, posted on the day when more of your followers logged in or whatever. When it's in that small of batches, it's hard to really draw meaning from that information. But as you grow and you've posted more content and you have more reach and more followers, then it starts to become a lot more meaningful for you to say, oh, look, like of the 100 reels that I posted in the past year or whatever, these are the top 10. And here's why, you know, these are all in my top 10, you know, like at that scale, you can gain more information from it. That's, that's actually meaningful. But if you are just starting out and you don't have a huge volume of content or like reach or followers, that's when I really encourage you to do the less scalable methods of audience research, such as surveys, literally just talking to people like, it is so valuable if you have followers in those early days, let's say you're like in the five to 10,000 follower range. If you have followers that you actually see engaging with you on a regular basis, they're in your comments, they reply to your stories and they seem very attached to what you're sharing. Talk to those people, literally become friends with them. Like I would encourage you, like if you feel comfortable, like start a conversation in the DMS, maybe even get on a FaceTime call with them if they're willing to, um, and ask them, you know, what about my content got you invested? Like, what are you here for? What do you appreciate the most? What do you skip past? Ask them to be very honest with you. Like these people are hugely valuable to your journey. And like, they're just probably good people because they're out here supporting a new content creator and they love what you're doing. So I have many internet friends that started from that kind of origin point where they were also creators in a, in a lot of cases because you know that's who my target audience is it might not be the same for you but that's how I got to connect with them as they were engaging with my content I saw that all the time I followed them back started engaging with them and it can be such a helpful insight to hear from them you know what do you need to learn what value are you getting from what I'm sharing so take advantage of those opportunities when you don't have a large volume of analytics to draw from and know that like what you do have is your time and your ability to have those one-on-one -on -one connections that as a larger creator you know, we don't always have time to do that kind of intensive research because there's so many other things going on. So when you are getting started, that can be a great asset for you, a great advantage. Okay. So once you have a solid understanding of your audience, 
you can start creating content that speaks directly to them. You know what topics they're interested, what challenges they're facing, and you can provide solutions through your content. Remember, understanding your audience is an ongoing process. As your audience evolves, so should your understanding of them. Stay engaged, keep listening, and adapt your content strategy accordingly. The next important step in this process of having consistent ideas at your disposal is truly leveraging your expertise and your passion. Listen, you have a unique set of skills, knowledge, and experiences that make you who you are. And guess what? That expertise and passion can be a gold mine for creating engaging content. Think about it. What are you truly passionate about? What are you an expert in? When you tap into these areas, you bring a level of authenticity and depth to your content that can't be replicated. Your personal experiences and knowledge become valuable sources of inspiration for your content ideas. For example, let's say you're a fitness enthusiast. You have a deep understanding of different workout routines, nutrition, the challenges people face in their fitness journeys. By leveraging your expertise, you can create content that provides valuable tips, workout routines, and even share your own personal fitness journey. Your passion and knowledge sign through, making your content relatable and inspiring to your audience. Or perhaps you're a travel enthusiast, just like your girl, okay? I relate to this. Maybe you've explored some different countries, immersed yourself in different cultures, and you have a wealth of travel tips and stories to share. By leveraging your expertise and passion for travel, you can create content that takes your audience on virtual adventures, provides travel guides, and shares your personal travel experiences. Your unique perspective and insights make your content captivating and informative. The key here is to tap into what you're truly passionate about and what you have expertise in. Don't be afraid to share your personal stories, insights, and knowledge. Your audience will appreciate the authenticity and the value that you bring to the table. I truly feel that this point is really well encompassed in that TikTok trend. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's where people say, you know, I could talk, you know, without a script, without preparation for 30 straight minutes on this topic. And so people chime in with whatever their niche interest is that they could just go off and give you like a full on lecture on it um, without any prompting. I feel like as creators, we all have that thing and it's, it's probably what niche you're in. Like that just makes sense. So, you know, for me, if somebody asked me, you know, why should I start a YouTube channel or how, how would I go about being successful on YouTube? Okay, I could just pop off about that for like at least 25 minutes straight because I'm so passionate about it. And that is probably the case for you and whatever your niche is. So really lean into those areas where you feel excited to talk about it. You feel like you have a lot to share. And, you know, it's one of those things where if someone came up to you who was just kind of like maybe surface level interested or just starting to get into that topic or subject, if they asked you about it, you'd have like a million things to say. Try to put yourself in that scenario like as a bit of a mental exercise and you can start to write down some of the things that come to mind with that kind of line of questioning. Like try to imagine yourself if you were at, I don't know, a party or something or at some kind of event where you're meeting new people and someone came up to you and asked you about your thing, whether that's travel or fitness or learning languages or cooking or, you know, house plants or crochet or whatever your thing is. If they asked you about it, like, oh, how would I get into that as a beginner? Or what's your favorite thing about it? 
you know, start kind of going through that script in your head of like, what would you say to that person and write down some of the main bullet point notes. And I think that will really reveal to you all of the different things that you could potentially turn into pieces of content that you might not have even thought about before, because each of those little bullet point notes could probably be transformed into a variety of reels and carousel posts and story content. And that can kind of be a source of inspiration for you. And I think that trying to almost like humanize these like online scenarios or try to come up with a real life analog can be helpful for coming up with ideas because it seems like such an intangible and kind of abstract thing to think of like a new potential follower finding your content online. It's just hard to like visualize that. But I think what we can all visualize is you know, you're in some social scenario, you meet a new person and they find out that you're interested in X or you do X for work or whatever. And then they start asking you about it. That is something that you can actually visualize and start to think through. What might I say to them? Like, and that is the kind of thing that works so perfectly on the reels feed, because it really is this scenario of like someone who's maybe never seen you before. And they're somewhat interested in what you're sharing. That's why your content is showing up on their feed because the algorithm has identified that they're interested in crochet or houseplants or cooking or whatever. So that's how your content has found its way to them. And this is a new acquaintance of yours. This is somebody who's never met you before. So thinking about how you would frame up your content in that context of meeting a new person, that's kind of what the reels page is to some extent. So Hopefully that kind of mental exercise can help you with identifying what are some of the main talking points that I might have for someone who is new to the space and going off of each of those talking points, you can probably come up with several pieces of content just from that. Another main strategy is to utilize content formats and trends. You have a wide range of formats at your disposal videos, podcasts, blog posts, social media posts, and so much more. Each format offers a unique way to connect with your audience and deliver your message. So why limit yourself to just one? But also, if you are just starting out, I would probably think about you know, trying to keep a focus to maybe one or two, let yourself get comfortable with that first. If you feel like you've got that under control, then you can branch out and try new things. But even if you don't fully start a blog or start a YouTube channel or start a podcast, I think that there's a lot that you can gain from integrating those styles or formats into, say, if you just have an Instagram or you just have a YouTube channel, there may be ways that you can gain inspiration or ideas from those other formats, even without fully starting something new, which maybe will be overwhelming and you don't actually have the time for. I really think that experimenting with different content formats can breathe new life into your content and keep it fresh and appealing. It allows you to cater to different preferences and consumption habits within your audience. Some people love watching videos while others prefer listening to podcasts or reading blog posts. By diversifying your content formats, you can reach a wider audience and engage them in different ways. For example, Let's say you're a food blogger. You can create mouthwatering recipe videos that showcase your culinary skills and make your audience absolutely drool over your amazing food. But you don't have to stop there. You can also write a detailed blog post with step-by-step instructions and tips for each recipe that complement those videos. And why not also start a podcast where you discuss food trends, interview chefs, and share your own food-related stories. By utilizing different formats, you cater to different preferences and capture the attention of a larger audience. 
And this can apply even on a micro scale within different content that you're already doing. For example, let's bring it back to everybody's favorite topic, reels. If you're currently creating lots of reels in the same style, maybe try branching out into different formats of reels that you haven't done before. Let's say you're always doing, you know, just quick B-roll edits to trending audios. Maybe consider doing a reel with a voiceover or even doing a reel where you're talking to the camera or doing a reel that has more text on screen. There's so many different formats that you can experiment with that might connect better with your existing audience. And here's the real tea. You can take one idea and turn it into like three different reels this way. So let's do an example of, of something that, that I've done before. Okay. So I share a lot of tips about like gear for YouTubers, for example, cameras, microphones, SD cards, all of that stuff. So with the one concept of a, let's say gear starter kit for new YouTubers, like what camera gear, et cetera, do you need if you're starting a YouTube channel? Here are the different types of reels I could do with just that one idea that might seem, you know, pretty basic or, you know, might not get me that far. Okay. The first thing I can do is I can create a flat lay shot of that YouTube gear. So it's like a top down video clip of my desk. We've got the camera on the desk, the microphone, a laptop, uh, external hard drive, SD cards, batteries. It's all like laid out really nice and neatly. And it's just one top down shot where I've labeled each of the items with text. And it's like seven seconds long, got a trending background sound. Boom. That exact reel has 60,000 views on my profile because that type of thing performs really well. Okay. That's just one iteration. People really like the aesthetic flat lay shots. Well, people also really like if you talk them through how you set that up. So then I make a reel where I show, okay, here's how I set up to film a YouTube video. I set up my tripod. Then I put my camera on top. I add my microphone to my camera. I set up this light. I do this. I do that. Same exact subject matter, same exact content, but I've now done it in a tutorial style reel where I'm showing visually, here's how I set this up in my setting to film. Okay. Now we've got a third style of reel coming your way, literally just trending audio, me holding my camera, holding my lens, putting them together, throwing the microphone on top. It's just like one clip that I just literally filmed continuously and then later added some cuts to. And then I'm just adding some text on screen that says my, you know, favorite camera for filming YouTube videos, more details in the caption. And then I explain why I love that camera in the caption. So you can see how I can take one idea and I can turn that into different reels, like a flat lay reel, a more like trendy, fast cut kind of montage reel and a talking to camera, almost YouTube style reel, all with just one idea. And that's just within reels. So you can see like how many content ideas you can come up with when you lean into trying out different formats. And ultimately you might find that one or two formats just really, really are effective with your audience. And then you can lean into doing those more often. Okay. Along with formats, we also should talk about trends. So staying updated with current trends is pretty crucial in the fast paced world of content creation. 
Trends can provide valuable opportunities to create timely and relevant content that resonates with your audience. Whether it's a viral challenge or a new social media feature, incorporating trends into your content can help you stay relevant and boost your visibility. I don't think that all of your content needs to be based on trends and it can be pretty easy to burn out if you do approach it that way. However, I think that you can use new trends as a opportunity to maybe even repurpose a past idea. Like I was just saying, say for example, my YouTube starter kit idea, maybe I come across a trend that I think I could use that exact same concept, but format it in this new trend, whether it's an audio or or um, a different like editing style or whatever. And it just helps you to, again, repurpose and make better use of ideas that you've already had. Okay, my friends, we have made it to the creator Q&A segment of the episode. If you're new here, every episode of the Creator Club podcast, I answer a listener question. And if you would like yours answered, then you can submit it to hello at creatorlymedia.com with the subject line creator Q&A. And I'd be very happy to answer it in a future episode. So this week's question was submitted by an anonymous listener shout out. Thank you for listening. Who asked, I'm new to this and I just feel overwhelmed with how much there is to learn about social media. Where should I focus first? Relatable struggle. There is a lot going on here. I totally get it. So don't worry. The good news is you don't need to learn everything all at once. My advice would be focus on building a strong foundation first. Start by identifying your target audience and understanding their needs and interests, just like I've been talking about in this episode. This will really help you create content that resonates with them, which is truly a superpower. Next, choose one or two social media platforms where your audience is most active and start building your presence there. It's better to focus on a few platforms and do them well, rather than spreading yourself too thin. Once you've chosen your platforms, learn the basics of how they work and optimize your profiles. This includes creating a compelling bio, using high quality visuals, and adding relevant keywords for searchability. Consistency is key, so make a plan to regularly post content that provides value to your audience. Engagement is also crucial. Take the time to respond to comments, messages, and engage with other creators and followers in your niche. Building relationships and fostering a sense of community will help you grow your following and increase your reach. And don't forget to track your progress and analyze your results. Pay attention to what content performs well and adjust your strategy accordingly. There's always room for improvement, so be open to experimenting and trying new things. Remember, it's a journey and it's okay to take it one step at a time. You've got this. Okay, back to creating a sustainable source of content ideas for you. One huge strategy in this is engaging with your community. Building a community around your content is more than just having followers. It's about creating a space where your audience feels heard, valued, and connected. When you engage with your community, you foster a sense of belonging and build a loyal following. So how can you engage with your community? Well, there's several strategies that you can use to interact with your audience and make them feel like an integral part of your content journey. First and foremost, respond to comments. When someone takes the time to leave a comment on your content, it's important to acknowledge and respond to them. This shows that you value their input and appreciate their engagement. It also opens up the opportunity for meaningful conversations and connections. 
Another great way to engage with your community is by hosting Q&A sessions. This allows your audience to ask you questions directly and get personalized responses. It's a fantastic way to build rapport and provide valuable insights to your followers. Plus, the questions you receive during these sessions can often spark new content ideas. And don't forget about polls. Connecting polls is a fun and interactive way to involve your audience in decision-making. You can ask them about their preferences, gather feedback, and even let them choose the topic of your next piece of content. Polls not only make your audience feel involved, but they also provide valuable insights into what your community wants to see from you. Engaging with your community goes beyond just these strategies. It's about being present, listening, and genuinely caring about your audience. Take the time to understand their needs, challenges, and interests. This understanding will not only help you create content that resonates with them, but also foster a sense of loyalty and connection. Collaborating with others can also be a game changer for generating fresh content ideas. When you join forces with like-minded individuals, you bring together different perspectives, expertise, and creative energies. The result, a whole new level of content that can captivate and engage your audience. So how do you find potential collaborators? Start by reaching out to creators in your niche or related niches. Look for individuals who have similar values, similar target audience, or complementary skills to you. Building relationships with other creators can open up a world of opportunities for collaboration. When it comes to creating mutually beneficial partnerships, communication is key. You want to be really clear about your goals, expectations, and what each party brings to the table. Collaboration works best when both parties have something to gain and to contribute to each other's growth. So obviously a big part of this is going to be being cognizant of the audience size of the person that you want to collaborate with. And it's not all about being able to gain exposure, though that's one of the big benefits of collaborating, you know, being able to exchange audiences. But there's many other benefits such as having a really great idea to bring to the table or having a really good skill. For example, maybe you collaborate with someone who is amazing at, you know, their, their podcast, their audio, but maybe they've never really done video content. And you say like, I can, you know, come and like film and, you know, create a really, really great, like video content out of this. That might be a good value add, even if maybe you don't have as large an audience as them. That's just one example. There's many other ways that you can provide value in this collaboration. But one of the major advantages of collaborating with other creators is that cross promotion. By featuring each other's content, you can tap into each other's audiences and reach new people who may not have discovered you otherwise. This cross pollination of audiences can lead to increased visibility, engagement, and even potential collaborations with their followers. Collaborations also allow you to tap into new content formats and styles. You can experiment with different types of content, such as joint videos, podcasts, or even co-authored blog posts. This not only keeps your content fresh and exciting, but also exposes your audience to new perspectives and ideas. Remember, collaboration is a two-way street. It's not just about what you gain, but also what you can bring to the table. Be open to sharing your expertise, insights, and audience with your collaborators. The more you give the more you'll receive in return. And finally, coming up with fresh content ideas is about embracing the iterative process. It's easy to get caught up in the pursuit of perfection. We want every piece of content to be flawless and receive rave reviews from our audience. But here's the truth. 
Content creation is an iterative process and it's through continuous improvement that we really grow and succeed. Embracing this iterative process means being open to feedback and learning from it. Feedback, whether positive or constructive, is invaluable in helping us understand what resonates with our audience and what can be improved. It's an opportunity for growth and refinement. So how can we embrace the iterative process? First and foremost, we need to be open to feedback. Encourage your audience to share their thoughts, opinions, and suggestions. Listen to what they have to say and use it as a guide for improvement. Remember, feedback is not a personal attack, but rather an opportunity to enhance your content and better serve your audience. Of course, there are boundaries to all of this. You don't have to consider rude comments, feedback, and certainly if it's about something completely unrelated to your content, you have my free pass to ignore it. For example, any comments at all on your appearance or even like your accent or the way you speak or whatever, like, no, we don't, we don't take that kind of harsh commentary, uh, here in the creator club. But if people are sharing something like, Hey, I found that, you know, your audio was a little quiet compared to the background music, or, you know, I I felt like, um, when you were cutting, you were sort of like cutting off the edge of what you were saying. And I kind of missed the last word at at each cut. Those kinds of things are genuine feedback that you can use and and try to improve, say your your editing and, and those examples to make your content even better for your audience. So it is sometimes difficult to distinguish, but in general, anything that's related to your work, that's one thing. If it's related to you, that's completely another, right? Secondly, it's also important that you're not afraid to experiment and try new things. Content creation is all about evolution and adaptation. Test different formats, topics, and styles to see what resonates best with your audience. Learn from the results and adjust your approach accordingly. It's through this experimentation that you'll discover what truly works for you and your audience. And my friends, we have made it to the weekly edition of the Creator Economy News. And this is a quick one, but it's about Snapchat. According to a recent report from Common Sense Media, it seems that Snapchat is experiencing a decline in usage among teenagers, specifically those aged 11 to 17. Can you believe that? That's kind of shocking to me that comes from the generation of teenagers who first experienced Snapchat. It was released when I was in high school. Teenagers apparently are only spending about 3% of their phone time on Snapchat. If we take a trip down memory lane, you remember that back in 2017, like I was saying, Snapchat was the go-to app for teens. They were spending a whopping 30 minutes a day on the platform, but things have changed, my friends. Nowadays, the screen time is mostly split between TikTok and YouTube, and it seems that those platforms have really stolen the spotlight from Snapchat. Here's the bigger picture. While Snapchat has reported growth in its daily active users, it's losing its grip on the younger audience. It's like trying to hold sand in your hands, you know, just slips away. The the Gen Z attention, or now Gen Alpha, I guess, particularly with 11-year-olds. And to make matters more challenging, some of Snapchat's latest features, like their AI chatbot, have faced some resistance and pushback. So it's fascinating to see how the social media landscape is constantly evolving. Snapchat may need to come up with some innovative strategies to win back the hearts of the younger generation. Will they be able to make a comeback? Only time will tell. I'm curious to know if you're still on Snapchat, how it factors into your life, or if you're using Snapchat as a content creator. If you have thoughts on this, reach out to me. Let me know at Katie Steckley on Instagram. We have covered a lot of ground and discussed some key aspects of content creation that can help you succeed as a content creator and be more consistent and come up with great content ideas. You just need to remember that you have the power to make a positive impact 
and create amazing things. Keep pushing yourself, embrace new ideas, never stop learning and growing. And you've got it, my friend. I know you're going to create some awesome content. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll catch you in next week's episode of the Creator Club Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club Podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.